Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Double clap signifies the start of an episode. And before we start, before I introduce my guest and introduce everybody in the room, hey guys, this is Connor Hall of the Golden Hours Podcast. And I just wanted to say one thing. One thing. Is that okay, everyone? Don't talk. If you by chance get any sort of value from this episode, whether you learn something, you laugh, you cry, or it's like, whoa, I kind of just like drifted through part of my day listening to these people speak. Just share it with a friend. That's all we ask. And if by chance you don't have any friends, you shouldn't be listening to podcasts. Oh, I do. It's probably go, totally. I mean, it's the truth. You should probably go make some friends, right? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Additionally, it, it will be announced when this starts, but I am throwing an event on January 17th. It's my birthday. Here. At GDP Studios, a.k.a. Warehouse 11. It's called GDP Hustle. The trailer would have already dropped when this episode drops. And I'm pulling together a bunch of Boston-based brands, startups, and companies. Because I realized when I was like really, really psycho building this summer, dude, if you're full speed building your own thing, it is very hard to meet people. And there are a lot of like-minded people out here that need to get in the same room together. So people are signing up online setting up a table, bringing their products, selling their products. There's going to be a live pitch competition. That's pretty fire, right? Yes. What does that mean? It means like brand's going to come up for like 30 seconds to a minute and say, hey, this is my company. This is why you should get involved. Who wants to get invested? Know what I'm saying? And that's going to be streamed on a really big YouTube channel in the city. So people are going to get thousands more eyes on their business, right? There's also going to be sponsored refreshments. I was jamming the phone lines before I got here. There's also going to be a guest speaker. As of right now, I'm going to be honest with everybody, the last guest speaker just backed out. But I'm going to land another one, I promise. And then there's also going to be a bunch of great people having a great time. And I'd love for you to sign up. Dude, I'll speak for you if you need me to. Maybe we'll get you to play a little music. That might be kind of fun. I can speak too, though. I don't know if that's your strong suit. Additionally... There will be an event link page or a link, Eventbrite link, in the description if you'd like to sign up or just reach out to me. I'm really easy. Just catch me by phone. Now, to our episode. This is a podcast, right? So I do have to talk to you for like the next hour. Ugh. I know. But before I introduce my guest, can I please, please introduce the producer today? Actually, I'm not going to do it. I'd love for you to do it. Who's here? Okay, so I'm Estelle. This is like a third episode I'm producing now, so... Wait, you know, wait, wait, really hover on the mic? Now try. Okay, so this is... My name is Estelle. This is the third episode I'm producing now. I don't think your mic's picking up. I don't think it's up. on. <laughs> is, is it not on? Come over here. We'll, we'll just <laughs> shout. Should I just like... Yeah, just shout. My name is Estelle. Okay, so my name is Estelle. Oh, Estelle. It's Estelle? Estelle. Estelle. I feel like e or A? It's E, but like right. people speak different languages, they pronounce it differently, so I'm used to like people getting it. It's Estelle. Estelle. But, yeah. I'll also introduce Estelle. <laughs> Estelle, you can hear us? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you perfectly. I, I wonder why the mic on. is shot. Um, Estelle, this is her like, this is your third episode? Yeah. Estelle's going to be a young journalistic goddess. She's already got that like, 
that aggression like we got to find out some details on these people how can we dig some stuff up and me and her are working on a little secret project right now nice it's great and if and if we pull it off she's gonna be a legend if we don't no one will ever know well that's good good catch i'm sorry your mic's not working but my bad (laughs) try to be professional it's tough so on my right actually straight in front of me because i'm looking right at him is this how you usually do it like yeah is a young man who a lot of my entrepreneurial beginnings started with this guy. And we ran an episode, I don't know, was it like January? About, an, about a year ago. Probably 11 months ago. I've since seen him a couple times. It's my friend, Adam Hanna. Without the Adam Hanna band. Yeah, it's okay. Can, can you give a quick can synopsis of who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a 23-year-old singer-songwriter. I do music full-time in Boston. Actually, everywhere in, in New England, really, at this point, and um, that's about a, that's a good synopsis of me. We'll leave it at that until we we keep going. I'd also say you're pretty aspirational. Okay, that's good. I wouldn't have thrown that in my brief synopsis, but I, I'll take that. Yeah. How, aspir- how frequently do you have to pitch yourself to people? A lot. A lot of emails. If I want gigs, I gotta Ugh. constantly send emails. Oh, the worst. And, and it's not like once a year. You know, it's gotta be every three months, six months, like on, on those periods when I'm trying to book gigs for um, a certain amount of time. You know, and it gets to be a lot because, you know, if you, especially if you think about a, a restaurant or a bar. Um, if I'm trying to get a gig there, the musicians are not on the top of their list of things to do. You know what I mean? So it can take a long time for them to get back to me. Um, and, but I just got to keep on reaching out to places, you know? That's part of my routine now, you know? I'll reaching call, out? cold call like five times a day, no matter what. Just, cool. just keep you sharp. Like today, this morning, if I'm being totally honest, I called seven different craft ale startups in Boston. <laughs> I emailed four different people I, who I have no idea who they are. I have three calls set up later with potential guests for the show. I just love keeping it going. That's cool. What do you like? Do you don't like don't you realize it's kind of a it? You feel more comfortable introducing yourself to people you don't know now because you have to do that. Oh, definitely, I definitely. And I always say um, that being a musician, um, too, like going on stage in front of people, that I never feel like I have an awkward situation in life anymore. It just doesn't. Nothing phases me anymore. That's not true. No, man. most of the time because here's the deal: I go every night in front of people. And I'm singing for them, and it's like I, I'm. Everybody's looking at me. You know, if I screw up, which I, you know, I screw up. Like all eyes are on me. Not that like any everybody notices, but like now in everyday life, it's like there's not not too many things phase me, and and like going to get introduced or or you know what I mean. It's just you got to kind of let it rock. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. What's been the most embarrassing thing recently? There was one time. One thing that stands out is at the end of a gig one time. Um, it was like an all right show at a bar and what do you mean an all right? It was just like, like a, people were sort of into it, sort of not, you know what I mean? End of a night kind of thing. It was one of those, like there's some drunk people in the crowd really feeling you. And then there's some people who are just, just like eating their burger eating. Yeah. And just talking to each other. And then end of the night, midnight comes around and I say good night to everybody. And there's a picture, a framed picture of an Eagle next to me, like really big. And I go to unplug my speaker, and I knock down the picture of the eagle glass framed, and it shatters everywhere, oh. and the whole restaurant turns around, and they like, <laughs> what Wait, is this kid? What, what did the restaurant manager say? He just came over. The owner wasn't there, but the, oh. ma- the manager was like, 
I could have <laughs> unplugged it for you, man. <laughs> like, oh, did they take your check? No, I said if you want, like, just let me know what I owe you. I'll I'll pay you back. Like, it's an you eagle. can take my check. <laughs> yeah, and it was because the owner of the restaurant went to BC High, which is the same school I went to, and he's like so proud of it. Oh. And then the guy smashed the eagle, dude. And dude, you remember that time when? I dropped you off outside Cunningham, and you dumped your Chipotle over the street. You're like, dude, I'm so hungry. I'm fasted. I haven't eaten anything. And, like, you had, like, a triple steak burrito bowl. It was triple. It was just everywhere. And then I got out of the car and, and just spilt it. And you couldn't stop laughing. I was so mad. <laughs> you were a sucker. <laughs> hey, Estelle, would you mind doing me a quick favor? I think that space heater's still on. Yeah. Would you mind just hitting that? I don't know if you hear it in the mics. It's, like, right there on that corner. Hey, it's good to see you, man. It's great. It's great. What's new? Things are good, man. Hustling, full speed. What's the next game plan? Well, I have an event on January 17th. I know you told me that. Oh, yeah. Does, does everyone know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you told me that one. <laughs> Things are fun. It's fine. my birthday, you know. I know. Well, how's this? If you come here, I'll get you in for the hashtag. Free. I was going to say, I'll get you in for free. Alright, cool. It's if you only if you want. Alright, why are you whispering? No. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Adam, when we were at school, and he's still the same way, has always been very like health conscious, to like a detriment. But he's all, but he's always been on the new health wave. So can you explain going vegan a little bit? Because yeah, I know I did, you just did this, right? I did that for two years. Um, oh, you were vegan for two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah, two full years. Like what well, senior year of college you were vegan the whole time? No mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. So uh, that before the real vegan craze happened, you were vegan because it's been big the last year, dude. Has it? Yeah. Well, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, there were. I, I didn't. Uh, I still don't know many people who are vegan. You know, but I didn't really didn't know anybody two years ago that was doing it. Just a couple people. And why did you do it? I I, I was getting sick and I, I just was feeling like. Not overweight, but I felt like I could take a couple pounds off and feel better, lighter, and did it, and uh, I did. I, I felt better, and I got a little lighter, and skin was better, and a lot of I felt more clear in my thoughts and stuff. But then, you know, uh, two years later, I'm back eating meat now and chicken, really healthy stuff. All usually, at least, uh, most of the time, you know. How do we and, know what healthy is, though? Well, what, what, I'm, what I'm about to say is I, I now feel still the same as I did on vegan. Like, I feel great. You know, I'm still, I'm the same weight. My, you know, all, all the same benefits are still there. You know, so I... You, I, you I, cut sugar? No, I mean, I have a lot of chocolate, dude. Yeah, you, like, love sweets. Love sweets, but I love chocolate. It's my thing. I just eat, like, morsels of chocolate for, like, for days. They're, they're going to have it every day. I have chocolate every day. Are you counting calories? I, I have a rough estimate every day of what I'm eating versus what I'm doing. Um, what What's your maintenance? Depends how much working out I'm doing. If I'm working out for an hour, like whether it's walking for an hour, lifting for an hour, or car, whatever, um, it's around, my maintenance would be like 2,000. So it's not much food, man. That's nothing. That's nothing. So, so that's why I got into fasting because I love big meals still. So I could still feel full and... Uh, Everybody know what intermittent fasting is at this point? Probably, right? I talk about like every episode. Dude. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that's why I like to have big meals and, and feel full. 
So, um, and what is your fasting window now? It all depends. I like to, so I don't fast every day. I was trying to tell you before this, I have fruit in the morning a lot of times, and then I don't eat again until end of the day, just because it's good for my voice to have a little bit of, um, like solid liquid, like fruit in my stomach before I start pounding water for the day. If that makes sense. It's just good for my vocal track and stuff. Like I, I have to balance what I, what I like physically um and the dietitian like with what's good for my voice too you know i also like marijuana but i can't smoke it every day because i was gonna of say my voice doesn't that kill your vocal track marijuana yeah marijuana why you sound like your grandpa pot weed <laughs> sorry boof pack <laughs> um yeah it's not good for it no definitely not but so, does it help you perform no it doesn't no I like to take it after, or before, like I like I like to take it pretty much every other time in my life, other than um, performing. Like, like doing like busy work, you like to be a little baked. Pretty much anything else, exercising. I love I love doing. When did you get started so into it? Pot or exercise? Pot. Well, because exercise, freshman year of college, Adam would work out three times a day. I was high most of the time. I was working out. Too. I remember. <laughs> some. some Someone talked to Mikey. I remember. You remember you posted that there's a, we're going to sound like totally inside joke here, but do you remember there was that like machine heater in the middle of the McDermott circle and you would just like go there and put your back against it and make sure no one would see and you just like smoke a bowl before going to the gym. Yeah, I do that a lot. It's <laughs> hilarious, dude, thinking back on that now. It would be like the, it would be like cold like now. But even more cold, like January, and we'd be out there smoking a bowl before the gym. Oh, for reference, for anyone who's going to be watching this, we are in the back of a warehouse. We're we're working on some heating solutions, but it's freezing. So yeah, I got here. Connor's like, I'm wearing a sweater and a pea coat. He's like, That's all you got, bro. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's all I got, bro. It's a sweater and a pea. I have a pea coat underneath this coat, which is Connor's coat. I'm pretty. I'm pretty comfortable now, though. Honestly, what, what what's like the warmest like pants you could wear, Estelle? Like, probably like snow, like snow pants. pants. Yeah, D- dude. Maybe I'll literally I'll just have Jack make like two GDP jumpsuits. That would be great. Like the eighties, just like yeah, like a ski suit. <laughs> Definitely should have and have one for every guest too. Okay, so you you went vegan, right? Yeah. And so you noticed a cognitive difference. Yeah, but here's the thing. How much of this it's is placebo? That's exactly the word I was trying to think of. I would have said it, but I was trying to think of the word. I appreciate you. Okay, we'll give you the benefit. Um, placebo, man. You know what I mean? Like I want to start eating meat again. The things I think, okay, maybe my my lifts will go up. Maybe I'll feel stronger. Maybe I'll feel more like testosterone. You know. And automatically, like, of course, those are the things I start feeling because I'm paying attention for them. You know. And then I don't want to think that things are gonna go wrong with me so then i i start feeling that way you know what i'm saying like a, lo- a lot of that placebo i think is so real it's huge and, and when you, if you think you're doing stuff that are that's helping you even though it might not be helping you you still feel better about you it you still feel better about it and like i don't know does that actually in turn help you like probably well that's what a lot of these like big youtube guys are like selling you know, like a lot of these YouTube dudes you like with like trends and stuff. Yeah, what about a, a lot of them are selling like this is going to help you so much, and so when you do it, even you think it's helping you, and it might not even be helping you, but since you think it's helping you, it actually has an impact. I would I would agree with you. Uh, like they're selling you momentum. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Momentum's big. 
like for instance, I told you, like I love Kino body. Like I think the content is awesome. I think a big thing that he also does is like, he's like, yeah, you can like still party on this and like, you're going to feel so much better. Right. And, and so you start doing his lifestyle and you're like, damn, like I do feel better. Right. Even though you're still a loser. <laughs> oh my God, so can you elaborate a little bit on like what your meal plan was on a vegan diet? Like what were you doing? How were you getting nutrients and calories? Were you full? Uh, yeah, I was full. Um, I would eat a lot of fruit. And I'd eat a lot of kale, chickpeas, um, vegan protein powder. There's different kinds. I do that every couple times a week, you know. Um, you know, there's just substitutes for everything. You know, they have... The thing is that now studies apparently are coming out about this beyond... Or I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but beyond meat as, as in like there's products that are like meat, but... Um, not they're meat. vegan and so they're supposed to be much healthier for you right but then studies coming up they're really not because whatever they're putting in them you know so I, I don't know i have no i've tried everything i don't know what the healthiest thing is um but the, the vegan stuff you just there's a, there's a lot of kale there's a lot of chickpeas there's a lot of veggies beans beans sweet, sweet potato you can do i didn't do nuts really um um, dark chocolate, super good for you. That's why I, I, it's part of the reason I think I love chocolate so much right now because I eat so much cho- like dark chocolate on vegan diet. So it's just, you, you actually really do feel good from dark chocolate. It's super good for you. Really. You don't ever get like a sugar crash? I probably do. I don't really know. And explain the kombucha craze. Cause this is like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough to explain it. All I know is I do feel better gut wise. Like when I have a kombucha during the day, for sure. There's no question about it. Are there calories in that? 70 calories in the whole thing. So that would break a fast. I guess. I'm bra- yeah, I guess. So, all right. <laughs> Dude, even chewing gum breaks a fast. Which sucks. I guess so. But, sorry, I, I think this is making noise and I don't want it to. It's all good. I'm more lenient on what I call fast now, but I guess if you really want to be nitty gritty about it, like, yeah, I'm not fasting. Right. I mean, I guess just a discipline thing for me. That's the only, okay. re- that's why I really like it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It is hard. You get into that like 18th, 19th hour and you're like, then I'm- you're like, I really do hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> you just start going a little crazy. But then when you actually have food around like 21st hour, like, have you messed around so with like good. a long one yet? I've done 24 hour before. You know that point you reach on the 24 hour fast where like you become very primal and you're just like all you can really think about is like you like you can't really focus on anything. Did you ever reach that point? Yeah, definitely. It's a really interesting feeling. It is. Yeah, it's hard to describe. No, you got it. It's one of those things you kind of have to do. You know. Have you ever, have you ever done a long one still? Not like 24 hours. That's a lot. It's it's like very interesting. The way I could describe it is how other people would kind of describe an acid trip in a way, <laughs> kind of. You just like... You haven't had an acid trip yet, bro. Well, that's, that's true. <laughs> but the way you, you just like start seeing stuff different. You don't feel no, like... I, I agree like, with you on you don't, that. You're not like, it's not like this is purple and there's like a fucking dragon there and shit like that. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like you're just thinking about food. No, you just like you you just start thinking much more subdued and you're just like You don't worry Damn, this you, is how the cavemen yeah, feel. You, you feel me? You can't worry about things other than I need to eat food. 
Yeah, like you, like you have no anxiety. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're not. Gonna, everyone's gonna start starving themselves. Yeah, yeah. You just, you don't have any more like like trivial things that would normally just make you mad during the day when you just ha- had food. Like when when you haven't had food for like 22, 23 hours, nothing really gets you. And, and you're not like hangry. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're just, just like, tapped out, dude. Yeah, twenty third hour. You're like, all right, look. I know. I'm you're, just going. I'm on autopilot until I start getting food here. All you, right. You ever think of like tossing in like a seventy two hour fest? I have thought about it. Let's do it this summer. That'd be fun. Dude, I don't know, man. Not in between gigs. You probably couldn't. I couldn't. I I mean, I feel like... I, I, you know what we feel like at 24, man. 48, 72? Like, what? I mean, I... But the way I see it is like, yo... It's supposed to be really good for you, though. Well, let's say you go 5 p.m., right? You eat your meal at 5 p.m., then you do a 24-hour. Then you just gotta, like, stay awake for, like, six more hours, and then you fall asleep, right? What, how are you so, sleeping on the 60th hour, though? But let's, but just listen. So then you're at 30. Then you fall asleep. Let's say you get seven hours of sleep. Then you're already at 37 hours. Then you gotta make it through that whole day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. And I guess you could, like, you could be, like, a bear, and you could, like, hibernate and do, like, a huge meal beforehand. You could, but what's the point, though? That's a fact. <laughs> so, a little segue for some value. So, Adam performs at some of the most popular bars in Boston. What, right now, is, like, the most popular bar? Like, where would you want to play the most? Because think- you have a really... You have... You've always had a very good gauge on like, okay, this is where kids are going. This is the spots they like. You were always, you've always been like really tapped into that. Right. Um, I think it's, it's Capo for sure. It's number one. I mean, as far, especially for live music, Capo's number one. Um, Lincoln Tavern's big, but they, they're only doing music, I think, Thursday, Sunday. Um, pretty much anywhere in that Southie area is... Off-Broadway? Yes, uh, right, right off-Broadway. Um, those are the main two, and... Um, I, it's just mainly too, because it's, it's people our age, you know, it's right after, it's a like college after college is Southie, you know? Oh, PC North? PC North. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Um, but it's cool. I, you know, I want to, I really, I don't think I'd want to gig there every week. You know, it's kind of a lot. Um, we're at Capo. I just, in, in that, that area, area, in that area, it's, it can be a tough, show i mean it can be a don't get me wrong it can be a great show but you gotta work for it you know it's kind of it's not i, I kind of say southie's an unforgiving crowd like you gotta go there to put on a show or go home you know so you've had gigs where you fell flat and then the audience feels it or because to be honest i haven't i've never been to one of your gigs at capo i don't know yeah like. you should come man i'm playing on saturday well now that this is airing it'll be already done but you should come saturday if you want well no this is coming out on thursday Who's coming on Thursday? This is dropping on Thursday. Oh, all right. So Saturday. Um, yeah, man. But no, it's a really good spot. But you got to, I mean, people are there to have a really good time. You know, not, I don't say unforgiving and like they're going to throw things at you. It's just like, if you want them to react, you really got to, you know, step up your game and you got to come to perform for sure. So how do you differentiate your performance though? Because you do, you do it so much. Like, how would you like throw a curveball into your performance? Like, would you like I play, I play so, I, like, no, song? no, no, no. I I play so many gigs that a curveball to me is different for 
than a curveball for the audience because a curveball for the audience is something I could still do every night. They wouldn't know the difference because it's not the same audience every night. But the capital crowd's seen you a decent amount. Right? I mean, it's always different people, though. Always different people. Um, curveball, to me, for an audience, is mashing up songs that they don't expect. So you can play all... For Number one is you get to play all the songs people want to hear, like that they're going to go crazy for. But number two is, like to me, to be interesting and be original with it, First off, make it your own sound, I think, is important. But if you can throw in songs to, like, intertwine them, like, I don't want to give away my, my secrets here, you know. But they're not they're not all secrets. But, you know, I've, I've mashed up so many songs together that people don't really expect that they, it takes them off guard. It takes them away from talking to the person they're talking to, sipping their drink, and watching the music, you like, know. Look at me. It's just like, it's like, hey, it's, it's like, hey I'm, I'm here. Like, I'm doing some cool shit, you know. And I'm not big into talking to the crowd. Uh, once in a while between songs some little something but they're not i'm not the stand-up comedian like i i'm up there singing i'm performing what i'm good at you know um my you know my my guy gigs there on monday nights drew will, dunn oh well G- i know will came up here too yeah but drew is hilarious is bro. yeah yeah this, i would love to see a stand-up show over there i would or anywhere in it's the a city. cool little spot for it yeah god was good for that so in that area, it's those four bars are like really. Yeah, uh, Capo Lincoln, um, Loco. Another huge one is Cisco. It's in the Seaport area. That's in the summer mm-hmm. though. They have a skating the right there now. I oh, oh, I thought Cisco like the turf. Yeah. Dope. So yeah, it's a, one of the best summer shows for sure. And where would you, if you'd like to gig one place in the city that you haven't touched on, where would it be? TD Garden would be good. Yeah, I mean like gig gig though, like venue gig. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um, I don't know. Uh, I really don't. I I don't. It's tough going more into the city, like the Harp and stuff, because it's just it's so much more. Of a, it can be a hassle, but probably something like the Harp. I know, but your dog Coppersmith's gone. I know Coppersmith is ending, which they were they gave me my first gig, you know. And that was that go to. Yeah, I love Scoppersmith. It's a sick, it was a sick spot. Yeah, I know it's sad that they're it's for sure sad that they're closing, but you know, on to the next thing for them and for me too. So, there's no like couple venues that you're like, yo, within the city, building my brand as like a, a gigging singer and artist. There's no like gold standard like, oh, I I do that venue, so it it asserts me. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, I'd say it would be one of the music venues, you know, it would be Paradise or it would be House of Blues or it would be, you know, something along those lines. Throwing an independent show. Yes, okay. that that's the next, but I, you know, I, that that requires original music, um, which will come, it's just not right now. Did you ever see the podcast I ran with the head booker for Paradise? I don't think so. I think Sorry I saw too. like a couple minutes of it. It's my guy, he's a great dude. Really? But yeah, he was like... Yo, trust me, if you can sh- really generate interest, I sent it to like every Boston artist I knew. I was like, he was like, if you can show that you can sell tickets, we will book you for the big show. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a real deal opportunity. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it makes sense, though. It's just the, business. Yeah, dog. it's just business. It's business one on one. If you can make us money, we'll make you money. You know, we'll give you a chance. Yeah. So, Adam. In the past year, I's had two really wild gigs. Can you explain kind of what wild gigs? I mean, I think it was pretty sweet. They performed at the Patriots Super Bowl ceremony. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Can you kind of elaborate on how that happened? 
yeah, I'm under I'm under a management company in Boston, and um, you're an industry plant. <laughs> <laughs> Not an industry plant, and um, and they called me like a couple weeks before that happened, and they were like, I, you know, I I we have a gig, but you can't, you got to keep this one between me and you. We, I can't have you telling anybody about it. I was like, all right, well, what is it? And he's like, it's a Super Bowl ring party. Uh, they want cocktail hour from six to seven. Oh, you must be like. And it's at um, uh, Robert Kraft's house. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, first off, you know, th- this company has a lot of other people under it. Like, why are you calling me? Like, you know, not not saying that I'm not as good as any of them or all of them. It's just that I'm 23. These this people under this company that you know are 50 or 40 or 30 most of them you know and um what was his reasoning for choosing i don't know i never really asked him i never asked him um and i was new i'd only been in in the company for like six months and um and then he's like they can pay you this much and i was he's like is that okay i was like i'll I'll pay to be there like you know what i mean i don't don't care like i just just get me the gig and then he called back an hour later he's like all right it's on we got it i'll send you the contract that's huge and i was like and it was so cool. And it's not like I went there. That that was the thing, though. It was just that I did it. Like, I didn't talk to any players. I didn't, you know, shake hands with Mr. Kraft or, like, you know, it wasn't like that. I aren't taking pictures with the trophy. I just went and I did my job. Did, do your job, dude. You know what I mean? I went and I did my job. And, like. So, you, when you got there, there was no, like, conversing with anyone. There's no event talk, staff you talked No, to? there was a ton of uh, event staff. I was going to say, well, it's been like a thousand so, Oh, person. my God. It was huge. I mean, there's so many workers and. Um, but they, it, you know, again, I wasn't their main priority. Like they're making sure that the rings are where they're supposed to be and that they're going to be delivered at the exact right moment at the, at the event. And, uh, so they basically sent me to where I was going to be performing, had me plug in my stuff, make sure it all worked. And then I chilled out on his lawn for an hour. Just what did you perform? It was before they went in to get their rings. It was in like this bar area, but it was at his house. So it's almost like a patio kind of thing in his backyard. Um, there was you were on a, a big PA system though, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole lawn heard your music. Mm-hmm. Did you see anyone dope? Yeah, everybody. Was Giselle there? Giselle was there. Let's go. Tom Brady, um, Kronk, Edelman, the Bel- all the Belichicks. You know, but you you see a lot of the pro players out at some of your gigs, right? Um, I do. I mean, I've seen Adam. Adam was at a show one time, and Pasternak from the Bruins. But it doesn't happen all the time. Like those again, those are cool moments for me too when that happens. Um, but the the Super Bowl thing was the was the main really cool one. So it, it's not always at the same place. It's it's weird the way it happens, it, and it and it happens at weird times too. Like you don't expect something like that to come up. And it's dope when it does. Though, right? It's really cool. It's definitely really cool. I've noticed that a lot too. Like you just like. You just keep your head down on the grindstone, right? And then, like, sometimes someone's going to toss you kind of a little home run here. Yeah, there, every, every here and there, man, here and there. And it could take six months, could take a week, could take whatever. And then if you get a couple of them in a row, you're like, yo. <laughs> yo, when is this going to run out? I, no, like, no, then you're like, yo, is everything on my mind happening right now? Are my dreams coming <laughs> true? Is everything I work for actually happening right now? But, I get there, too. But, but then, like, two weeks later, you're like, oh, shit, fuck. <laughs> I'm still in Starbucks sending emails. You feel me? <laughs> That yeah, is. I feel you, dude. That's so funny. I totally get it. If I get a couple wins in a row like that, I'm like, all right, this is gonna something's gonna happen that's really bad soon. You know what I mean? It's gonna even out pretty soon here. I, I know, and you have moments where it's like, 
is this like everything I'm on my mind? Like, is this everything? Is this what it's supposed to feel like when everything that I want to happen happens? Is that what's going on right now? Because you don't know what the fuck it's like. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Definitely. Does that make sense? <sighs> yeah, it makes sense. I toy with this stuff all the time. <laughs> Adam and I consistently talk about just like the growth of building something organically for yourself because we don't have many other friends who do. And have so in the past year, have were you able to accomplish what you want to accomplish this year? Be to, be brutally honest. I don't know. You know, I, this is going to go against the grain with everything all these entrepreneurs or anybody building their businesses, but I didn't write down goals and I don't. I just work as hard as I can and like kind of trust that the best things happen or try to do that. Like that's my try to do motto. There's times where, holy shit, I'm so nervous about what's next and am I doing it right and all this. But like my, my motto right now is like, I'm going to do the best I can. I got like, I don't write down the goals, but I like, I know broadly what I want in, in life, like as a long-term plan. And I kind of just week to week, month to month work towards that. And I, and I've definitely made a lot of progress this year. I was going to say, how do you evaluate your progress? Really, really good this year. Is it the way I thought it was going to be? No, probably not, you know. But it's just impossible to tell. But maybe the equivalent of what is, is good for me, you know. I, I think I'm in a good spot right now um, with, you know, making uh, being a musician my full-time thing. It's doable. I didn't know that last year, like coming out of college, my first year out, like, is this going to be a sustainable way of living? And like a year later, I really believe it is, you know, it's, is it easy? It's going to take a long time. It's not easy and it will take a long time, but like, I think it's doable. And I mean that when I say it, like there's tangible things I've seen this past year where that's, it gives me a yes. So is that's it, is progress. That, is that checking me. your bank account? Is that normally? Oh, it's definitely it? a check mark in the like whether it should be checked or unchecked at the end of this year. Like, it's it's a doable thing, you know. Um, I think if you're good enough, it's a doable thing. Um, it, well, you've probably started to understand how to maneuver your career more this year too. Yeah, I mean, it it means if you want to make more money, it means you got to do more weddings and corporate events. You have to do things that require more of you to be a very good musician. You know, like. Weddings aren't hiring bands that are, are not going to do, a, or even are going to do a mediocre job. This is the most important day of these people's lives. Like, they need a very professional band to come in and um, do a great job. And I know that I and my band can do that. But that's a hard thing to, because uh, I was thinking the other day, like, why don't it, why doesn't everybody do this? But the, the truth of it is, not everybody can do that, you know? You have to be good. You have to, and that's why, like, I'm not afraid to say that I'm good at what I do because I've spent so many years and so much time I've spent into, I've put into it, you know. So I'm not, I'm not like ashamed to come over the mic and say like I'm as, you know, I'm as good as anybody that's doing this, you know. It's just a matter of making business decisions now and not becoming. Um, but what about where does taking risk come into this? Because it's a that's huge thing. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, like. If you if you're totally confident, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but if you're totally confident in what you got, why not just start swinging that bigger shit? It's not that I'm, it's not that I'm not gonna do that. It's that I'm trying to be calculated with it. I don't I don't think it requires me to do it this month or or three months from now or even six months. You know, 
I think it's like I need the product, enough product there. I don't want to release one song and then, okay, what do I do now? I want to have like five, six song, great songs in the bank that then I can be like, this is what I'm going to do with this, see what happens, and I have the next thing to put out after that. Like I really am trying to be calculated with it because in college I was in the race to the finish. I need this out by senior year or else. Like what what that or else meant, I'm not really sure, but you know, you are kind of losing a fan base. I guess that makes sense. But right now it's like it's it's life now, you know. This is in in the the thing to do that's like the brave foot forward is okay, I'm putting my life toward music. And once you do that or whatever that fill in the blank for you is or anybody else's music, it's like you have time then. You know, if you're gonna be doing this for your whole life, you don't worry about, okay, I need to get a single out by the time I'm twenty four. Like it's a life game now. You know, so like the things I put out I know where you're going to go with it. Go ahead. I mean, go ahead. I mean, it's two different mindsets. It's all. I've tried to program myself. And mind you, this is coming from the guy who's running the podcast in the back of the freezing cold <laughs> warehouse, right? But for I, but I, I play hard, bro. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. play like a psycho. I just want to program myself to be most comfortable taking as many risks as possible. Because... I kind of feel like that's if you're going to lose way more, but you're also going to win way more if you take more risks. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? I do. It's not quite my my the way I act on things, though. That's all. So 2020 is coming up. Like, what by the end of the year, what would be really dope for you? I think what, it would be really dope if I started um, acquiring more professional gigs like corporate and wedding stuff making more money on that end and doing more professional things. Do you feel fulfilled doing it? No, hold on. That's number one. Okay. Number two is to have five original songs done in the studio so I can take 2021 to say, what am I doing now? Whether that means whatever. It's so many options. Move, stay, release them, find creative ways to get them heard, whatever that means. you know. But I, once those songs are done, I have options, but... I spent so long trying to figure out like, okay, what's next? But like, you can't do what's next until you get the thing you're doing done. I need to get those songs done, mm-hmm. you know, that, and well. And that, and for me to say a song is done well, it takes a while. But they're great when they're done. Um, do I feel fulfilled doing the corporate and wedding stuff? Uh, in the long run, no. In the short run, when I'm done with a wedding or a corporate event or whatever it is, and people are coming up to me saying, great job, yeah. So each each gig is fulfilling. And when we catch that check, like, yes, sir. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, but the long I don't want to be I don't want to be doing it until I'm fifty. You know, but right now uh, it's great. You know, and it's it's definitely the most um, challenging thing I've done for sure. Um, uh, keeping everything together. I mean, it's it's real it's real life stuff now. You're playing with real money. You're playing with people who this is their job. That's hiring you and you're hiring them. And um, so it's not like I'm just going to throw a party at the Met anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that was still. That was fire, though. It was fire. Don't get me wrong. It was fire. But um, this is a little bit more like just real stuff. I can't I can't screw it up, you know. Um, Shut up, old man. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, though. I understand exactly what you're saying. Okay, so Adam also. Outside of the Super Bowl ceremony, you had another pretty sweet gig. 
Kennedy gig? Yeah, it's fresh. I, the same thing, it management spe- company. Yeah, uh, no, that was actually on, it was on my own. Um, somebody reached out who knew somebody, and then they reached out. So, can, can you elaborate on what it was, real quick? How and how I got it? Well, what are we talking about? It was a Special Olympics 50th anniversary, and um, they had it at the Kennedy compound because some of the Kennedy members of the Kennedy family are like very involved. Was that that in the vineyard, right? No, it's down the Cape. Chatham. It's not Chatham. I think it's uh, uh I don't want to get the name of the town wrong. It's a, it's in that area though. Yeah. Sweet spot. Sweet spot. Beautiful. So nice. And warm. Was it? It summer? was. It was. Uh, uh, July. I think. I think it was July. It might have oh. been June. No, I'm pretty sure it was July. Such a cool gig, though. Such a cool gig. It, that one was more cool. Not for the celebrities that were there. It was just seeing the kids being so happy to hear the music and dance to the music and and seeing the amount of money these people raise and donate somebody donated a million dollars on the spot that's huge <laughs> you say invest in my career please <laughs> like what but so nice i mean they don't have to do that the people that were there you know estelle any questions hi estelle you're gonna have to shout i know just like hear me um how we doing over here is this a good one good. glimpsing in like do you feel like you're like walking into someone's life and just like taking a peek at it when you're going to these like very intimate yeah definitely wait can i just estelle asked do you feel like you're taking a peek into someone's life when you're performing at these private events right yeah i had a private party i do private parties a lot at people's houses and i always say like so not appropriate when i say i always feel like a stripper going in there because i'm like providing my services entertainment purposes for these people what they want i you know what i'm saying and watch me dance watch me dance you know <laughs> that's what i'm that's what, pretty much what i'm doing i get i know you're you know and i'm doing it for three hours and they're paying me and i'm just in their home with people i have no idea who they are you know and like it's fine but you know it's it's definitely a weird thing but you have to be of the mindset like you never know what you're walking into. I haven't had any really bad experiences, but there's just, you know, you have no idea. I've done a bunch of them. <laughs> They're all different. At any of the weddings, have you ever seen some, like, really bad shit behind the scenes, like, with the event staff or, like, <laughs> very, like the they bride can, and groom? They can be very stressed out. Dude, it's just such a stressful it's, environment. It's such a stressful day, you know what I mean? Everything is supposed to go perfect. I get it. I really get it. Did I ever tell you what the first Golden Deer Productions was Why I started it? No. Oh, God. Listen, I'm sorry to who this is addressing. I should do this publicly. <laughs> but there was a, someone reached out to me when I, I was a junior at PC. I was just starting, at, I had just written Adderall Boy. Someone reached out to me and said, hey, um, I'm a PC grad and our wedding's coming up. And so I said, oh, great, like, blah, 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 whatever. This is the video department reached out to me. They're like, we need a videographer for our wedding. And so I was like, fine, like, I know how to work a camera and edit. Like, I'll do it, right? They're all right, 500 bucks. So, mind you, for a videography business for a, w- a wedding, that's like nothing. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm more than qualified to do this. So I show up to this, like, really dope <laughs> wedding in Connecticut, right? It's at this really nice, like... Like one of those nice homes that they rent, you know, like those like old Victorian homes. It's really nice. And so it's a huge wedding. I'm filming on a PC, 
equipment camera from like 1990 and like a, a DSLR camera, no mics, no audio. It was by far the worst video I have ever produced in my life. It was terrible, dude. Oh, and not yeah. and not only that, I had just this was in the height of the Adderall days for me. I stopped right after the wedding. I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this shit anymore. So it took me like three months to edit it. <laughs> and I gave it to him last minute. And it was so bad. I was handing it over. I was like, this is like immoral. Like they have this the rest of their life. Dude, the video had like no transitions. It had like no music. It was it was like worse than the Hey Ya video we shot. <laughs> but Did they like it? But that was the first time I had any GDP stuff because it I made a GDP letterhead for the contract. Yeah. Oh no. But I just but they luckily they were cool as hell. You know what I'm saying? I can imagine you're dealing with like really stressed out people. Yeah. There's been no monster brides you've dealt with? No. I mean, I can't think of anything that's really bad, you know. They're just stressed. They're just stressed out. You're saying that because people are cutting your checks. It must no, be someone it's just crazy. A, it's just a stressful day for everybody. The planners are more stressed than the bride, you know, because they're the ones that are making sure the bride's not stressed. <laughs> you know? So they're the, they're the first line of fire. Something goes wrong. If the bride's stressed, the planner's really stressed. I'm surprised you have... I don't like I'm I treat it as a one time thing. Maybe they do. I mean, they probably do. They, you know, they're probably fans after, which is great. That's awesome. But I don't go in there thinking I'm trying to try to get I'm just trying to win the night, that's all. Just trying to give them a really good night. Just cheat it one by one. What's been the worst thing to happen to you at one of these Boston gigs? Is anyone like throwing a beer at you yet or like dump beer on you on accident? I have, you know, I have so many stories and I got to start writing them down because I forget, you know. Um, I don't know. There's, there's so many, there's so many little things. I mean, there's been times where I'm, I'm playing like, I'm playing my set, or it's like the first set, and uh, there's not too many people in there, but there was like a group of, of like ten together one time, and I'm playing some songs really into it. And some girls like, all right, we gotta, we gotta pick it up here. We gotta, we gotta pick uh, up the, we gotta pick up the bass. We gotta and choose. You're like, Fuck. I was like, let me do my thing. Like, that's stay just, out of this, you know? That's just so annoying. <laughs> and then that same girl, I get off break, I come back and she's playing my guitar. Oh, uh, God. And I'm like, choke slam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have pissed me off so bad. Like, you can't do that, you know? And all her friends are like, yo, put the guitar down. You don't, that's not. And I come in, I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> put that down. You can't, she's like, what? I was like, you can't do that. You know, it's like, it's okay. It's fine. But please don't ever do that again. You know, it's a respect thing, right? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> you can't play a guy's guitar. So how do you raise your price as the years go on? Cause you've now you've built like a rapport for yourself and gigs in the city. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta build, you got money in this coat. Nice. How much a buck? We got a buck. Yeah. Anyone want an apple? <laughs> <laughs> From Trader Joe's. I would love one. Um, I, I <laughs> <laughs> you got to get better gigs. You got to you got to go to places to pay more. And in order to get that, you need to build yourself up. You need to have the content that you can show them. This is gonna be. This is what I'll do for you. Um, but you don't post anymore. 
Yeah, but it hasn't hurt my actual. I wasn't supposed to touch the mic. It's okay. Okay. Um, it it hasn't. This is. A, this is a, I wanted to talk to you about this. Social media. Social media. Since I've stopped, you and I have different approaches. Yeah, I mean, I haven't posted really anything in a long time. Even stories, I, I haven't done much of. My business side of things hasn't hurt me. It hasn't hurt at all. It's gone up. Um, and you know, I'm I'm a little more comfortable not posting sometimes. I don't always want to post my life. Like I sometimes just like actually going about my day and enjoying it or not enjoying it. All the little things that I don't always need to post about it on my story or or post actual posts. You know, um, do you prefer that? So at this point in my life, yes. A year ago, I loved I loved posting, and a year from now, I probably or however much time away, I probably will again. It depends what I'm posting about. If I have original music and I'm trying to work towards a goal to have people listen to my music and in that way, and hopefully that benefits them too. Like there's a win-win on both sides for my audience and me. Love posting. Right now, I'm I'm just trying to build my physical business of getting better gigs in the city, and and I I think from not posting, it's helped me focus more on that. So right now, yes, I prefer not posting for for right now. A week from now, that might change, you know. But well, well, me and you will put up a picture. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> you can though. Okay. Actually, I got some like good throwbacks, so you put up with us. How about you, man? Well, I mean, I wanted to get your take on it. I, somewhere along the lines, realized I'm going to build something really crazy in Boston. You want to watch it grow. And I want everyone to be able to look back and it be well documented. Be like, okay. So that's cool. He stepped, he stepped us through every single yeah. s- step of the process. And like, he was honest about it the whole time. The entire time he fucking grinded right. and and did it on his own. He was transparent about the whole thing. Um, there there are moments now because we I post so much that I'm like, there w- there are like bad stuff. I wish I could share more of. You know what I'm saying? You share a lot of like good moments, but there's like real grind shit that like I I don't share. I don't share myself working 18 hours a day. I don't share myself walking to certain spots in the city. There's a lot of hotels I go to to do all my phone calls. There's a lot of places I do emails all around the city. There's people I'm with on a day-to-day basis. I have to come here. All of our gear is above this. I have to come grab all the gear and set up. I mean, these aren't bad things. I'm just saying like there's – I just want to – because I know where it's going, and so I want to just make sure it's well documented. Because there's going to be another kid that comes along that's going to be like, "How do I build something in Boston?" I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, here, this is a blueprint." Mm-hmm. That's Wait, my take. Totally on. makes sense. Totally get it. And I, so that's your reasoning behind it, and that's great reasoning. Absolutely. So it's just again, it's just two different different strategy. Two different, not even yeah, strategy, but like two different just just mindsets on it. You know, I don't, and that's another thing I've always, when I was younger, I was like, well, this is the way you should think. This is the way it should be done. This is like, and now I'm like, there's so many, there's so many ways of going about it, and and every successful person has a different story. So I don't, I try not to judge somebody's process of going about things, and and the hardest thing is not to judge your own. 
because it's you court you judge your own every day am i doing am i doing the right thing like what the what the hell like i've stopped second guessing myself the more action i take though i realize that's good you have less time to think about stuff if you're just actually going and doing right right that's cool yeah man i like that has this year been a good mindset builder for you it's been a um challenging one it's, it's been, been a challenging one because been, this year's been tough. This year's it's just been a challenging mindset shift because it's it's the first real year after college where it's like I uh, think this year it sets in for us and for everybody that okay, this is what we're doing for the rest of our life now. We we talked about this on the last podcast. Yeah. Too. This is the rest of our life. So and to me that means not just make the most money I can, but um try to really make sure I'm gonna enjoy what I'm gonna do. You know, um, and that doesn't mean just do music for the rest of my life because there's a, a lot of different avenues in there. In the same way that if somebody's working in the financial district, it doesn't mean just work at that same company or, or like there's there's a million different little ins and outs of what you're doing to make this. There's, there's ways to enjoy it. And you're not going to hit on that right away. I don't think. I don't think. I think it's a, a constant process of figuring it out what's going to make you the happiest and you know you know what i'm saying and and making the most money at the same time you're having fun though right yeah i'm having a fucking blast yeah i am in the in scheme in the long run scheme of thing yes and again in the short run there's times in the day-to-day you're like what the fuck am i doing god this sucks this is there's there's nights I, i i have like you know every every four or five days or every week i i have a night where i'm like oh dude Fuck, you know? What the fuck? Like, what's, why, why am I doing That's this? That's why you can't evaluate your progress on, you got to do like a five, six month progress. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's why I'm saying when I look back on the 12 month right now, it's a total win. Total Absolutely. win. But like, there's so many losses week to week. or oh, and it makes Daily. You, and it makes you question the whole thing. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to stop now. I feel, I still take dials to the chin, but I feel like, I'm way cooler with losing now. Just like, yeah. dude, this is just, this shit It's part sucks. of it, right? It's so bad. It's like, it's oh my just, God, this sucks, but it's just okay. It, it'll turn around soon. It's just you know? part of the game, it's, dude. It'll turn around soon. It's fun though. Yeah. It's a rush, bro. It's, Doing your own thing is a rush, It's man. a rush. It's definitely a rush. I wonder what it's like to have a job nine to five. I do. Do you have a job nine to five? That's what I'm doing right now. It's not. What's it? What's it? You don't like it? It's interesting. Well, well you say it sucks. She works at the mayor's office, though. I know. We were talking about it. You work within a system, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Michael, what's the good? What's the good stuff? Because there's gotta be good there's, stuff. Like, stability, of course. Like, that's, that's a, a good thing. One. Like, there's always a schedule, and once you leave work, you have to think about it. Yeah, that's great too. Yeah, well. hey, we're on twenty four seven. You know, that's the big that, that yeah. So my that's one thing. My brain like never shuts off, and so it's that's a good what, point. Still, I like that. And like a weekend isn't really a yeah. thing. And but, obviously, like you're super passionate about what you do versus like. Other people from nine to five, it's like you're working not for yourself, so you're like not as productive. And I but I don't really recommend this for most people. Oh my god, at man. all. Like it's not fun. You want to know something? <laughs> it's not. You know, can, can I tell you something? I think you'll like my my voice teacher, Mark Baxter. He, he's Shout worked, out to Baxter. He's worked with a, a ton of like like um, Steven Tyler and a bunch of people, a bunch of people. Uh, the lead singer of the Google Dolls. I I said like. 
was like, do you think I'm going to be able to do this my whole life? He's like, I always recommend if you cannot do music, don't do it. <laughs> it's the same thing as being self-employed, right? Or doing your own business. Like I recommend if, if you can do something else, don't run your own business. Like, or don't, or don't be like, cause it's just a day to day. But for me and you, it's like, we have to, like, it, it's, it's not really another choice. You when know, you're fully accountable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Adam, you could do nothing else besides <laughs> what you are doing, dude. You could not. You literally couldn't. Dude, I could do a plenty dude, of things. You were the <laughs> least qualified student of all time. And I mean it. Like the war the woat student. <laughs> you are an extreme. That's mean, bro. You're an what else could you do? Like right now, what do you think you could do? <sighs> Honestly. I could be a personal trainer. <laughs> maybe you could train jujitsu i'm not good enough yet you'll get there though i'll get there it might take 10 years though but i'll get there personal training is not a bad idea actually <laughs> there's a few things i could do but none of it involves school oh gosh none of it involves like going into a corporate j- a job like and punching numbers and you know i can't i can't but yeah. i have other things you know that i yeah <laughs> you were blessed with a gift man just take your gifts yeah. So you gifts and run with it. Yeah. But, I, you know, I always say that. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to do a math equation or something in my head or, or all these things. But listen, I'll sing you a song, you exactly. know? Exactly. I can sing you a song. And and, and I'll be per- and you'll be personable. Yeah. I, I like talking to people. Absolutely. And you know how to entertain. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, bro. For sure, dog. I appreciate that. Those are important skills. Not many, there's not a lot of people who can do that, bro. No one thing I hated. I hated different. when someone said, dude. Why are you selling so much stuff? I'm like, dude, because this is a skill. Yeah, because I'm, I'm good I'm at really it. I'm really good I'm at saying, it. You're, I'm saying you're good at it. Well, no, you know how to sell too. You just know how to sell something different. I guess so. But you really know how to sell like a physical or like something. You, you know how to sell whatever you want. That's what you're good at. Well, okay, I want something. I'm going to sell it. That's what you do. That's uh, your life. Well, if, if you believe in the product, it's easy. Yeah, I know. I mean, just like my events on the 17th. <laughs> It's going to be a great time. Yeah, I got to be honest, bro. This whole episode, and we got to wrap up soon, that kombucha's been throwing me off. Just, what do you mean? It's just, been sitting there, bro. It's been, it's, Are you thinking that's been, has it been in the shot the whole time? I think it's been in the frame. It's I think it's dark enough where it's not like... Maybe they'll sponsor me. <laughs> Master, what is it? Master Brew Kombucha? Master Brew Kombucha. Yeah, Tart Cherry. Give me your best. You need to lift it up above the mic. Yeah. Do you kombucha, want to sponsor? Please sponsor me. I'll post about it. That'll be the thing that gets me posting again because I believe in kombucha. In Boston Empire, if they want to hook in up. In Boston, shout out to Boston Empire. Those are my, those are my fucking dogs. I, lo- I love those dudes. Those are my dogs. I love those dudes. And I believe in their product. CBD is awesome. No, I believe in them too because they, they sell like some maniacs, they really bro. Do. They really do. They're on fire. They're the best, man. And their product is... I know you don't use it, but their product is great. The CBD is great. It makes, and I, I, makes you feel alleviated makes you alleviate is a good word a very good word but it, it's just like a very subtle thing and i recognize it more when i'm doing something that's going to make me slightly anxious before show like no, no, i'm not an anxious person you know what i mean and i can go and do a show no problem without cbd but if i take a little bit i'm just a little more calm a little bit but it's noticeable you know real quick wash up throwback 
and then we got to wrap it up. Okay. Do you remember when I introduced you at the Alchemy and I had the water gun? Oh my god! Dude. So we were in college and like Adam had me MC a couple shows. I said, like, "Don't me. bring a water gun." So I, I was like, "Oh my god, this would, this would be hilarious! I'm gonna bring a super soaker." So I brought this super soaker. And I, I told him not to bring it. And so like, twelve times. So I launched into the crowd like, "Let's go! This is sick!" You put it under your shirt too, so I didn't see it. But. It, it didn't shoot like a dispersed thing. It shot like a laser, <laughs> like a, like a really like fast impacted water shoot. And so I nailed some girl in the eye. Like it was like a hard hit, like right into her eye and her makeup started leaking everywhere. Dude. I was like, Oh my God. I can't even she had to leave. That. She left. Dude. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I was like, you can't bring. I, I asked you to introduce me just to hype the crowd up. It got immediately. Were, you say I'm gonna bring a, a water squirt gun. People were pumped though. I couldn't believe you did it. I couldn't. I said you can't. You can't do that. It's you can't. It's, it's like it's like a, you're a shooter. You know what I mean? Like you can't bring a gun on stage. You're like, no, it's a water gun. It's fine. I was like, don't do it. I see you. I dap you up. You go up on stage. I literally, I literally drove home back to Boston from Providence to get that thing. <laughs> the, Are you glad you did it? Absolutely. I'm kind of glad you did it. Because if I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't, I'd be thinking, "Damn, why did I not do that?" You know what I'm saying? All right, we got to wrap it up. Estelle, any last questions? I think we're good. Okay, you have fun. Yes. Thank you, All Estelle. Right. All right, so listen. You gotta say, "Hey, I'm Adam Hanna, and this is my Platinum Hour." Because this is your second. And hey, I'm Adam Hanna. And that was my platinum hour. You got it? And you got to look into the camera. Which one? How did that jacket do? It's pretty warm, right? I have been... Can I just say... The only reason I'm wearing this jacket is because I'm freezing. I had something much more um, nice on today to represent myself. It's all good. I did too. <laughs> yeah, you really did, actually. <laughs> I literally had like... like <laughs> It's a nice quarter zip, man. I got like four layers of nice stuff. Then I got this like savers jacket. It made me feel more comfortable though. So it's all good. Hey, this is Adam Hanna. And this is my platinum hour. Hey, this is Adam Hanna. And that was my platinum hour.